This is the mix. 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 Hello and welcome to This is the Mix. This is the podcast that I created uh, where I have my friends make me a mix. And then we talk about it. I'm Rachel, and today I'm so excited because I got one of my best friends. Um, she's so funny. She's a comedian, and she makes me laugh so much. Um, she's a filmmaker, podcaster, and I would say like Halloween queen, or if you want to be punny, Hello Queen. <laughs> <laughs> it's Lucy Tyler Brenner. <laughs> Hello, seasonal witchy greetings to you, Rachel. <laughs> Thank Hello. you for having me. Thank you for being here. I'm very, very excited to talk about this mix. Um, you did a special Halloween mix. I did. I have been working on various Halloween mixes for the last two months, and it took me so long to get this one to you because I was tinkering with it like every single day. Oh, no. I don't know about you, but when I make mixes, it's like borderline fun, but then also it, I feel the way I did in college when I was trying to get like a paper done at the last minute where I'm like, I just really hope this point gets across. I just want to get the emotion just right. And I just, I just want it to be, I don't know. It feels so intimate to share a mix with somebody. I want it to be just right. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 don't think I put as much thought into my mixes. I'm just like, oh, this is a good song. Oh, this is a good song. But I know like uh, when when you used to have to put it on like a CD or a, a tape, it was like you really had to edit it down. And that was where it was hard. Yes, I still have. I never shook that feeling. Yeah. So I can make mixes for myself that are whatever. But the second I share it with another person, it's becomes very serious business. <laughs> yeah, I um. so I used to do a mixtape exchange at UCB. I stole the idea from my friend Brady, who did it in New York. And then when I moved to L.A., I like wanted to do it here. And it like I you I matched up people with similar-ish music tastes and then they had to create a mix and like that was always very stressful because it's like one thing to make a mix for your friends but then what make a mix for someone you don't know oh my god <laughs> and it says so much to me about your personality and like who you are at your core <laughs> yeah I mean it like it was a fun experiment but also that always stressed me out because um I think I have terrible taste in like my own music <laughs> <laughs> i've never heard anyone say that their own taste is terrible <laughs> i mean it's not ter it's just like not in a sense cool <laughs> you sure, know? sure you're like it's like very much for you not so much what you're trying to put out into the world yeah, it's like, um, you know how, like, in high school, everyone was trying to be cool, and, like, when you put on your MySpace page, you always put, like, the coolest bands or whatever? Like, oh, I, absolutely. I 100% lied every single time, because I, <laughs> like... You're like, I it, can't put the truth out there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I can't put Jonas Brothers as number one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what song would you have on your MySpace page when people would visit? Remember, um, like if there was a couple that you would cycle through oh yeah my my go-to song that i had i did um geek in the pink by jason mraz 
because okay. I I thought that was like I did listen to Jason Mraz, but I thought that like the song was representative of me because I wore pink a lot and I was a geek. <laughs> so it was less like this is my favorite song. This is more like me as a song. Yes. That's what I liked about the MySpace page song. It's yeah. like it it felt like it was very much a bio. Yeah. That's why I was like, you could only pick one. Uh, mine I did because the same reason, but also it was like a very cool pick. It was Rebel Girl by uh, Bikini Kill. Ooh, yeah, that's fair you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, what's up, bitches? I'm a badass. Like anytime people would come to my page. And I had like a gift from The Shining that was in my bio. And like, Ooh, yeah. I learned all the HTML so that I could have like the background be cool and like, there, I had like blondie pictures all over it. And like, I switched between like, there's this blondie like B-side called Platinum Blonde. So sometimes that was like really, because it was never on like one of her official records. It has like that way it was recorded is very like studio in the seventies sounding. And so I liked that cause I was like, oh, it's a B-side but she never heard it before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very yeah. much into stumping people with my music taste. Yeah, mine was uh, mine was like trying pretending to understand when people were trying to stump me. With <laughs> You're like, yep, I'm stumped. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, that, uh, yeah. I may have heard that before, <laughs> and it's like, no, you didn't, Rachel. You're dumb, dumb. And it's like, yep, yep. I feel like ages twelve through twenty-two is just being like. Uh, yeah, no, I've totally heard of that before, just to survive. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, every aspect of culture, you're like, yeah, I think I've heard that band. I think I saw that movie. I, I never watched it, but I know it. Yeah, I've heard their name before. <laughs> I've heard their name before is a cursed <laughs> phrase. <laughs> uh, what are they known for? That's another one. <laughs> remind, remind me. Is yeah. it their hit? Like you drag the sentence out until somebody gets impatient and they fill in the fill it in for you, and you're like, I think their hit was that one song, right? That came out in the summer of like 2001, and then somebody just jumps in because they can't handle you dragging it out. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Well, um, this mix you made for Halloween. Um, did you have anything else in mind when you were making this or is there like a special order to like, did you put it in a specific order? I did put it in an order. Yes. I rearranged the songs many times. I was trying to go with a different, uh, to have kind of like an up and down sort of vibe when you're listening to it. Um, I wanted to do a balance of classic songs that people knew like uh, Werewolves of London, Season of the Witch, and then some songs that maybe aren't as common. And then a few songs that, a couple of theme songs from movies that people know. And then a couple of songs that aren't necessarily like Halloween songs, but they have a good like theme of like death and dying around them. Yeah. Um, I love this mix so much i feel like i'm gonna listen to it forever um oh great that's such a high compliment thank you it's like i'm always looking for like i started i realized that i started a halloween uh spotify playlist to play every like october or whatever and it just was like the very generic you know thriller ghostbusters and it was just like 
you know, everything that yeah. you expect on a Halloween playlist. So this was like, oh, yeah, there's other songs out there that are Halloween-y that aren't like, you know, like the Adams Family theme. Where it's da -da -da -da. <laughs> right. Which yeah. I did you like I have a play on the Adams Family theme by including Adams Groove by MC oh. Hammer. I love that song. I like, I look I'm at obsessed with that song. I get it stuck in my head all the time. Like, it is a very good song. Yeah. <laughs> I did Wikipedia and it said that it won the Razzie for worst original song. <laughs> They're wrong. It's extraordinarily catchy. It's really funny. Yeah. And it's a great play on the classic theme song. Yeah. I think that that's one of those short-sighted things that in the moment people are being kind of cruel about. But if you look back now, like 15 years later, you could be like, this is a banger. Yeah. Like I was playing Adam's family. I work at uh, Video Tech, which is a video store in South Pasadena. Um, and we played the Adam's family last week and we let it roll through the credits. So that song would play. And there were people in the store who were younger or much older. There's not, not really anybody that day that was our age. And they were all like, Whoa, what is this? This is, what's this song? Like a bunch of people came up and asked about it. And I got to just be like, MC Hammer, he's the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> it is so good. Um, and it's just like a fun, it also like has like that nostalgic factor to it for like yes. our that was generation. the other thing I wanted to play with was I I wanted there to be a little bit of nostalgia in here but I also I didn't want it to because I think Halloween is inevitably nostalgic because it's a big you know family and child a child holiday yeah <laughs> but I don't think it has to be I think you can really cherish and explore Halloween your whole life and like keep creating new traditions for yourself but i wanted to be able to play to that nostalgia with the soundtrack but not have it be i didn't want it to be steeped in it so that it wasn't something that would necessarily i think too much nostalgia can make you sad it's like a drug where it's like oh god i'm being crushed under the weight of all my memories that i'll never get back <laughs> you know yeah and so I wanted to play to that, but then also have some like fresh stuff on here. And so I also wanted to include songs from many different decades so that it would feel like this fun quilt of Halloween through the ages. So, you know, I have so I have stuff here from the like 60s and 70s, 80s, 90s. And then um, do I have anything that's more recent on here? I guess the most recent one is uh, the Outcast. Yeah, the Outcast one was pretty recent. And the and horror pops, which is a uh, psycho Billy band from Denmark. Oh, I that was oh that one felt very like nineties rom com kind of band. Oh I really? Yeah. That's so funny. Well, they, they. I mean, not the song exactly, but like their sound sounded like you know how in the nineties they always had like some kind of band playing at prom or oh, something. Oh, oh my God! Yes, yes, like how the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones rang Clueless. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's what I I that's what they sounded like to me. They were I very love 90s. that. That's so funny. Yeah, I mean, close. I mean, that song. I believe that album came out in like 2005, so 2004, sort of on the tail end. Okay. The Y2K yeah. switchover. Yeah, that song also sounded the. It reminded me the most of you. 
Oh, uh, thanks. That yeah. that one, I love the horror pops. They were one of my favorite bands um, when I was in college. And I definitely, I mean, I think I've seen them live like 10 times. I've got like two t-shirts and a tank top and a sweatshirt. They were like one of those <laughs> bands for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did we want to go song by song? I didn't know if I was ruining it by jumping no, around. We can jump around or go song by song. Because um, you start with like Vincent Price that uh, really set the mood of the playlist too. Where it was like, this is a Halloween playlist. Good. Yeah, I love So that's a really cool audio book. So it's a Vincent Price reading this poem, this poetry book from the 50s called A Horn Book for Witches. And he recorded the audio in 1976. Uh, and it's such a cool LP and I I would love it, but I don't, I've only listened to it like on CD. It just seems like a really cool record to have from that time period. But yeah. the whole thing is also on Spotify. So wow. they're really cool, creepy poems and stories uh, that I really recommend if you want to have something different to listen to this season, you can listen to all of it on Spotify but I thought it would be a really fun way to kick off the playlist yeah it was like an intro with I I feel like he is Mr. Halloween exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah I love Vincent Price movies I grew up watching uh, House on Haunted Hill and The Tingler and uh what was he also in The Raven I think um yeah there's like a ton of his movies or The Fly the original Fly oh. I loved his movies when I was a kid and I think Vincent Price films and other horror films from like the 40s, 50s, and 60s are so great to get kids into horror and like spooky movies that they can watch beyond the more modern PG related things. Cause it was like really legitimately scary to me at the time, but there's no language, there's no sexuality, there's no like on screen violence. So it's good for sensitive populations or people who like don't like horror movies. Oh, Vincent okay. Price films, I really recommend. I don't think I've actually seen a lot of his movies because, like, I mean, I grew up, uh, I mean, we grew up in the time where it was, like, he was, like, used as, like, oh, my gosh, it's Vincent Price in this scary thing because it's a reference to how he is, you know, Vincent Price. Yeah, classic creepy guy. Like, yeah. he's in The Muppet Show and he Edward was Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, the inventor in Edward Scissorhands. He was perfect. That was his last movie, actually. Yeah. And, um, and I, uh... It's not a scary movie, but he did a voice in the um, Thief and the Cobbler. Have you seen that? I haven't. I'm not familiar. Oh, it's an animated movie. And it's uh, I think they did the voices for it for like I think Matthew Broderick was one of the voices, too. But it's like a really good animated movie. And it was like the one that like when I went to film school and all my animation classes, it was like, this is the best animation you have to watch. So it's when, like, when is it from? um i don't know i just hadn't heard of it before i didn't know how old it was like if it was like back from the no it's from 70s uh, or something 1993 um oh. i guess it's canadian oh yeah i'm looking it up right now it's richard williams but it, it has uh vincent price i think is the bad guy in it um and then matthew broderick is like the cobbler the thief and then there's a cobbler <laughs> very funny very funny no no the thief is the one who's very funny and then matthew broderick is the cobbler it's it's just a funny movie oh wow so that one was actually his last movie because that came out in 1993 and edward scissorhands came out in 1990 okay 
Interesting. Yeah. yeah, he really, to me, is just like his voice. Uh, you hear his voice and right away it sets a perfect mood. And I think an important thing when you're making a playlist, the first song has to set the mood and it has to grip somebody right away. And it's like, I just kind of controversial to put like a poem or like a spoken word in the beginning. But it's, first of all, it's easy to skip over if you don't want that. But I do think it's a really great way to ease you in from whatever you were doing and then be like, now I'm going to have a sonic experience. Yeah. <laughs> it was very cool. And I don't I don't think I've ever had a, a mix where it started with something like that before. So I was like, oh, this is it. It made me think, oh, Luce knows what she's doing. She's oh, a pro yeah. at this. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know, I did. I was a music director at my college radio station. Ooh. So yeah, I did all the my best friend and I ran the punk and ska department. So we did all like the reviews and we did interviews with bands and we like decided what music was going to be at the station. It was really fucking cool. Oh, that's cool. See, that's a job that I could never I would never be good for because I'm very <laughs> I don't know anything. I, <laughs> I think part of this like whole experience is like I'm learning so much about music that I obviously should know about. <laughs> should. Yeah. You know, what is should anyways? Like I like being in like my 30s are my favorite year because I feel like I get to just be like, you know what? Nothing really matters. Like caring yeah. for other people matters. Being taking care of the world matters. After that, I just feel like I can be like, fuck you if you're not into what I'm into. Or like I could embrace the things that are embarrassing about myself. I just yeah. be like, I'm fucking awesome. Try to touch me. You can't, you know? <laughs> and it's like, what do you, there's a lot of like, there's like a lot of things, movies I haven't seen or music I haven't listened to or stuff that I know is technically good, but I don't like it. And the life is short everyone's doing their best you know as long as they think you have an open mind and you're not being like outwardly hateful to things you don't understand then it's okay yeah (laughs) time is limited you're getting there (laughs) yeah I'm sorry that I wasted all my time re-listening to the Jonas Brothers and not (laughs) discovering new music sorry I have those moments. I thought about that today, actually, because I, as I was getting ready, I put like an old college mix on and so much of it was Blink-182. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't feel like I should use my precious moments on Enema of the State. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I've listened to the same song so many times. I remember, what was it? Spotify, you know how they tell you like your most listened to song? I think yeah. last year, my most listened to song was uh, Backstreet Boys. Um, okay. But then uh, your next song is Little Devil, which was like very 1950s. Did it come out in the 1950s? Um, that's a good question. I love this song and it came up on, uh, like a mid-century, like rockabilly or yeah, like a rockabilly playlist that I was like, just trying to listen to. Sometimes I like to, um, at Christmas time, actually, I like a lot of like uh, mid-century rock and roll. It feels Christmassy to me, even if it's like not so it was actually that song came up when I was trying to get into a Christmas spirit last winter and I was like oh my god this was the first song on this year's Halloween mix because it was the first song I saved for now so almost a year ago I was like this song is gonna be on my list <laughs> <laughs> um it did give like uh 
I liked when I moved here. I did a road trip across the country. Um, oh, me too. When yeah, for your move, you mean from Florida here? Yeah, and that's um, so cool. A lot of what I listened to is actually like uh, 1950s or 1960s music that like rockabilly kind of because it, it just felt cool driving down like you know Route 66 listening to that kind of music. So like, yes, absolutely. That's the kind of feeling I got when I listened to this song. <laughs> so yeah, this Little Devil came out in 1960. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it was on a, um, let's see, it was a single. It was a title track of the album, Neil Sedaka Sings Little Devil and his other hits. <laughs> <laughs> Such a catchy title. Yeah. What's his other hit? <laughs> <laughs> I know, it just like pulls you in, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the next one you had was uh, Outcast. We, that, we talked about how that was like one of the newer ones. Um, yeah, that was that speaker box in the love below. So that was still, I guess, that and horror pops are my newest, newest one. Yeah, that... uh, I I really like that album a lot. I really love Outcasts; they're one of my favorite groups. And I really thought that speaker box in the love below it like blew me away when that album came out. Like the two different versions uh getting to hear like what made both of them such good rappers and such incredible musicians like separated from themselves like that was a really interesting project yeah so um, yeah this uh, this came out in 2003 that was the same album that hey Ya was on right yeah and the way you move yeah oh yeah I yeah. like the way you move. I Such like a good song. <laughs> what if we does this podcast devolve into singing a lot? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um it's just so good and it, it's so ugh, I miss Outcast all their time all the time. They're one of my favorite. I just love yeah. them so much. They were so talented and it sucks to not have them in the world making music anymore. Yeah. I um uh my I feel like they were also like very like moms like them too. <laughs> my mom really liked Outcast. At least she loved Hey Ya. That was like one of her favorite songs. So like, oh, I mean that video, what an incredible video! I know, so clever. Um, but this song made me think because it was it wasn't like an hourly um. A, like a Halloween song, but it was just like a Halloween, like adjacent song, kind of. Yes, that's what I really like doing Halloween adjacent songs because, like you said, a lot of Halloween mixes have the classics on there, and there's nothing wrong with them. I could honestly listen to the Ghostbusters theme song every day, I never get sick of it, it brings me joy. But, like, if you're going to be sharing a mix or you're going to be throwing a Halloween party, you do want to have a slightly different vibe so that you don't lull the people around you into a coma. Because yeah. after a while, you just, some song, some music kind of fades into the background. Now you can have a song like that if it's buffered by two other songs people haven't heard. But if you just have a playlist for others and it's just the same hits over and over and over again, they're not as likely to have as much of an emotional reaction to it or choose it because it's just kind of like putting on a commercial jingle in a way. Yeah. Um, but it's got great lyrics like you're all I've ever wanted but I'm terrified of you see my castle <laughs> may be haunted but I'm terrified of you like 
I've cast my spell on millions, but I'm terrified of you. Baby, I do this from the ceiling, but I'm terrified of you. They're all like such, oh, it's just so, it's so great. Yeah. Um, and, and every line of it, they reference uh, Van Helsing, Silver Bullets. Uh, he has this really fun wordplay where he says, don't run, I'm not the sun. There's so much at stake, but stake is spelled like a stabbing stake, you know, yeah. like a, <laughs> It's just super, super great, like just hiding out there in plain sight, such a good, um, such a great song to give you those spooky feelings. Yeah. They'd be really good at writing Instagram captions. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, that Instagram captions that are song lyrics are always a really great way to go. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you do some of those deeper digs and find something that people aren't as familiar with. Yeah. It just, you know, the back in the MySpace era and AOL, when you're just like, oh, my AOL away message is a song lyric that's super cryptic and nobody knows what's going on. Yeah. Mine was a Jonas Brothers lyric. It's just like, I love the Jonas Brothers in like glittery letters with like kissy emojis. Yeah. <laughs> um. But this song did make me think, you know how like artists are always recording like Christmas songs, you know, like they have to have a Christmas yes. song. I wish more artists did like Halloween songs. This is my Halloween song. Mm-hmm. Yes, totally. They and, and like television shows, how there's certain shows that always have like a Halloween episode every year. Yeah. Like I, I think bands, because I really like, I mean, the punk and like psychobilly world is very filled with like horror imagery. Uh, there's a lot of overlap with metal and punk in horror. So I find like a lot of songs in that genre are perfect for Halloween mixes. Um, and I think more bands should definitely utilize that. There are like quite a few rappers who utilize horrific uh, imagery as well, which I think is really cool, but I it just seems like such an obvious moneymaker yeah like a, a hollow a holiday hit yeah i did see that on one halloween uh playlist that i was looking at uh before had like toxic on it and i was like i guess that could be a halloween song that's definitely a stretch for me yeah because that song's ultimately about a relationship. Not that like horror songs can't be, and I just, you know, talked about the Dracula's wedding definitely is too, but I think you could use a song like that if you have more obvious Halloween songs accompanying it. But it it's such a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> I, to me, it's a little bit of a lazy pick. It says that like the person making the mix doesn't really care that much about Halloween and just pick something with a, a name that sounds Halloween like yeah. yeah, Yeah, exactly. If you wanted to like maybe play with the titles, because you should also think about titles when you're making a, ho a holiday and Halloween specifically like uh, a mix, because if you're, if you're gonna make it for somebody and you know you can go through and you look at mine like every single title like represent like you can see the horror in each title yeah. and so you should think about that when you're like especially if you're going to make a physical you know mixtape or a cd and how the titles become part of the art part of the experience so a title like toxic it just doesn't to me say halloween enough but if you could maybe position it between a couple other titles and maybe do some fun wordplay. I mean, that takes extra artistry, but 
Yeah. No, I didn't think it fit, but I was like, I don't know, but Britney Spears should do a Halloween song. Oh my God. I would just love it. Yeah. She, I'm sure she loves Halloween. She loves everything. She's nothing but a ray of sunshine. Yeah. She loves dressing up. I know she loves Christmas, but. <laughs> uh I definitely don't want to take Christmas from her because she just seems like Christmas as a person. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like she's someone who has a Christmas tree up all year round in her house. Yes, absolutely. At least in like, like a room, like this is my Christmas room. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't she have a song called Scary? Does she? Yeah, she does have a song named Scary. So, I mean, if you're going to go with Britney, I don't know what the lyrics of that song are, but if you're going to go with Britney, then why not at least go with something where the title looks good? Yeah. You know? Uh, some of the lyrics are, it's scary. Yeah. I think I need some hypnotherapy. Yeah. Because when you stare at me, I want to take over your body like, like, like it's Freaky Friday. I like that. Yeah. Or this yeah. one is, it's turned me into a monster. I'm like Jekyll and Hyde. Okay. I think that this has enough references in it that you can that you could use this as a halloween playlist song yeah to satisfy the craving i feel inside yeah yeah take that toxic out of here and put some scary in (laughs) seriously that took almost no effort like we basically was like a light memory and then a google search like lazy um but not you you thank you put a lot of effort into yours um thank you uh so then uh, there was the cramps. I was a teenage werewolf. This yes. one was very cool sounding. It sounded very when I first when it first came out. I th- I thought it was like Black Keys or something like that. Yes. So well, the cramps are really influential to the Black Keys and a lot of psychobilly, rockabilly, horror punk, garage punk, art punk bands. They're actually one of my favorite bands. Um, and they were in the uh the Northern California punk scene from like the late seventies into the eighties. And then I think they were still active um, for a while, but the, the lead singer Lux Interior, uh, I think he died in the early eighties, but they were really inspired by um, Screamin' Jay Hawkins. Oh yeah. I did include, because this is one of my favorite songs to have on a mix at the end, I have I Put a Spell on You, but all of Screamin' Jay Hawkins songs have that really fun, insane vibe to them. So Lux Interior, the the male lead singer, was really inspired um, by him. So I, I like the connection to other like artists that have horror songs. Yeah, I like this one. It was very cool and, and fun. Oh, good. I'm so happy that you liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're such a good band. I mean, their their whole shtick is horror stuff. They're really inspired by like B-movie iconography. And oh. they have another really good song called The Fly, which I like putting on mixes, but it's one of their more famous songs. So I don't use it as often. Um, I'll and check- he- definitely check them out like if you like this vibe this is a band that's like all of their songs i like this all their songs are super fun and um it's great because it's also fronted by uh, a woman lux interiors i think they were married wife poison ivy 
which is just like such cool punk names too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, they're just very, very cool. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I thought that Lux Interior died young, but he lived until 2009. Okay. Yeah, that was my mistake. Sorry, guys. No. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so I guess they were still making music uh, into the early 2000s. Um, And he's from Akron, Ohio, which is just uh, about an hour from where I grew up. So they're like a big Ohio band. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I know. It's really amazing. Um, And... uh, Poison Ivy still lives here in Los Angeles. She lives in Glendale. <laughs> I'm Ooh. always like, I'm like desperate to run into her. <laughs> she has a cool name. I um, know, right? Is that on her birth certificate? <laughs> uh, I believe it's Christy something. Oh, okay. <laughs> Christy like, Wallace, that's her real name. Okay. AKA Poison Ivy, AKA Ivy Rorschach. So, (laughs) the, like, punk thing to do is always, you always have to have a punk name if you're in a band, so you gotta change it to something cool. Okay, mine is, um, Tits (laughs) (laughs) McGee. I love it. (laughs) I'm gonna start calling it Tits McGee now. (laughs) I don't know why that just popped into my head. I guess that's my name now. Uh, my punk name that I used when I was younger was, uh, Luce Lurid. Oh, that's fine. Thanks. <laughs> maybe I, um, maybe I should be like Rancid Rachel. <laughs> oh my God. Rancid Rachel is so good. Yeah. Basically anything that would sound like a garbage pail kids card, then that's your punk name. It sounds like I'm smelly though. <laughs> no, that's good. Punks are smelly. You want to be smelly <laughs> if you're a punk. It's a positive thing. Okay, I'll be smelly. I mean, it's, it's really not... easy to do right now. <laughs> I know it's not far off from what I am right now. <laughs> oh, so the next song you had was very fun. It was A Nightmare on My Street by uh, Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff, or DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. <laughs> I fucking love this song. Did you know this song already? No, I hadn't. Oh, that thrills me. This is sort of like a go-to for Halloween people. Um, And so it's one of those songs that I think is good for um, not like, it's good for people who aren't as plugged into like the old like 80s horror scene. Um, just, but it's a one that like, if I was giving it to somebody who was even more into Halloween than me, I would feel self-conscious about. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Cause there's people, I mean, I don't know how much time you spend looking at like the Halloween corner of Instagram, but there's people who just live in houses made of Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> it's really overwhelming. It always makes me feel like a poser. Oh, me too. It's like when I see like Disney Instagram people and I'm like, oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> oops how dare i say i love disney <laughs> yeah these people spend year they live in a house that looks like the up house i'm like oh oops <laughs> <laughs> that stuff it always makes me feel bad but then i'm like i just uh, not to brag but my personality is diverse and complex <laughs> yeah i'm like yeah i love disney and but i also love halloween and i love the jonas <laughs> <laughs> you gotta make space for the Jonas Brothers. If it was Jonas Brothers all the time, you'd get bored. 
Yeah. Um, I've I've already mentioned them way too much in this podcast so that it's become my personality. <laughs> um, um, so this song I love um, because it's really funny. Um, yeah. I love that also- it samples the theme song from A Nightmare on Elm yes. Street. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's cool. I think it's really nostalgic in two ways. It's like I Fresh Prince of Bel Air was one of my favorite TV shows as a kid. So it's like it has the Fresh Prince nostalgia to it, but then it has like the '80s horror nostalgic to it also. Um, but then if you've never heard it before, it's fresh and it's such a weird song because it really takes you back to how so much of like early hip hop was like kind of like beat poetry. Um, like speak singing you know yeah and especially uh the fresh prince will smith who was like he tells like a full-on multi-day story in this yeah. song <laughs> on <laughs> my street <laughs> oh my god the, the way he says it oh my god it's my favorite <laughs> um but then he's like it was saturday evening i remember it right and i'm like god we're not saturday now it was just like <laughs> and he's like sunday morning and i'm like Fresh Prince, you gotta wrap it up. This song lasts a week. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like his his the theme to the Prince, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It's like that is a story. Yes, too. yeah, I love that. I love that about him. It's such a funny song, and the, essentially the story is just that like he and DJ 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 Jazzy Jeff watched Nightmare on Elm Street, and then he went home, and Freddie came to his house and tried <laughs> and then- to take him over. Yeah, but it was like a, it was like a it was like a sketch kind of because it was like, hey, dude, stop! And he like scratched me, ow! And then, I... like, and then he calls up uh, Jazzy Jeff and he's like, hey, don't go to sleep. And he's like, oh no, man! And then he's like, ah! Yeah, it's so great because like there's a whole like telephone conversation between DJ Jazzy Jeff and uh, Will Smith, and then there's also a whole conversation Will Smith has with Freddy Krueger. Yeah. <laughs> But they couldn't get Robert England, who plays Freddy Krueger. So it's just like a guy who doesn't really sound like Freddy Krueger. Just sort of like a bear man who's like, yeah. (laughs) I love the here's what we'll do. We got a lot of work here, me and you. The souls of your friends and you, I will claim. You've got the body and I've got the brain. (laughs) It's very funny. Um, and then I looked it up. I was like, did they use this for one of the movies? And they, they pitched it, I think, for the soundtrack for the fourth one. And then it was rejected because it wasn't, it, I guess it didn't fit the vibe or something. I was like, That's so funny. I didn't know that. I was like, come on. They could have definitely put it in the credits, like the Addams Family song. Yeah, it definitely seems like a fun credit, especially since as the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, movies went on, Freddy Krueger became less of a child molester and more of just like a wise cracking silly guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I always have like, remember, Freddy Krueger is a pedophile. Like that's his backstory. That's why he got burned alive in the basement of the school. Like, yeah. <laughs> everyone's like dressing their kids up. It's like when I was a kid, everybody was Freddy Krueger for Halloween. And it's just so, so funny how his character got turned from like a villain to like a guy children wanted to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because his sweater is really cozy looking. And the fucking knife hands are cool. Very, yeah. very cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
And then the next song you had was the Halloween theme, which is like one of the best theme songs from a horror movie ever. It's like immediately like you're like, I know what's going on. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So I picked that one to go next because it's iconic. Um, John Carpenter, who co-wrote and directed Halloween with uh, Deborah Hill, who produced it, um, he actually wrote the theme song. So he's like the composer. Yeah. So I really love that, like, he composed a lot of the um, music for his films. I think that's, like, really rare, and it's, like, such a cool way to... You're like, this is exactly the tone that I want, you know? The less people involved, the more it becomes like this really specialized vision that works from start to finish. Yeah. And it's just like iconic. It's that. I I love it. It's like one of those songs that like I hear it and it immediately gets me in the mood. Yeah. Um, Uh, And I wanted to do that after Nightmare on Elm Street because the Halloween was so influential for uh, Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street as far as like the American like 80s slasher genre. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the Friday the 13th is uh, probably my favorite one to reference because it's fun to go. (laughs) Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, I mean, I also really just love the idea that like these these guys just had their own soundtracks that there was just certain songs you could hear and it just like takes you to that moment. Yeah. Um, a few years ago at Halloween Horror Nights, they had uh, the theme was the director and the main house that they had was a, a movie house. And you walked in through um, Johnny Depp's bed into like... <gasps> nightmare on elm street kind of like scenes and then you go into the basement of like um uh, michael's house and then you're in uh halloween and then you like exit out and you're like in the woods and you're in that camp crystal lake for friday the 13th and it was like the coolest haunted house that uh halloween horror nights has ever done and it's like one that i it sticks with me because it's like that's what i love so much about going to halloween horror nights at universal is that they do these movie ones like and they use legit like props from these movies and you really do feel like you're in those movies and like each one of like you could tell which movie you were in because of the theme music that you like crossed over into and it was just Oh, cool. I love that. I didn't, I love the Halloween Horror Nights for that same reason to get to be inside a film and television shows that you love. I think it makes it scarier. Yeah. So I'm in Poltergeist. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to go that year. That sounds like such a fucking fun house though. I love that. I Halloween is my favorite franchise, which is the other reason I wanted to put this on there is because I I want it to be, I think every mix should also have like a piece of you in it. Yeah. Um, and because I think like, yes, this song is perfect. Uh, and I think the, the film is perfect. And I love Halloween, um, you know, the holiday and the movie so much that I just, it's very much me. It's like my stamp Yeah. Uh, when I put it in there. I got to go to the Halloween, we had like Return of Michael Myers, like Halloween four house the last time I went. And that was really cool because that's like a very specific sequel. And I was like, what details are they going to have? Like, but it was this perfect recreation of 
the entire story of Halloween four. And I was just walking through it like such a fangirl, like, oh my gosh, the gas station. (laughs) I think it's like better to see the movies before you go into the houses because then you are like that where you're like, I know where we are. Yeah, I went with a friend last year who had never seen House of a Thousand Corpses, uh, the Rob Zombie movie, who remade the Halloween movies um, about 10 years ago. But they had the House of a Thousand Corpses house, and it's such an insane movie um, that's very difficult to explain if you haven't seen it. And he had never seen it before. And like halfway through the house, he just like screamed in my ear, what the fuck is this movie about? (laughs) there's just so many like one insane scene after another and they did a really great job with it but it was extremely chaotic and nightmarish in a way that like just seems like a fever dream if you hadn't seen the movie yeah um but that I wanted to ask you if you could create your dream Halloween Horror Nights house like you could even like use multiple movies in one house what would you want to do Oh my God. I mean, I would love to go through the entire Halloween franchise in order. Like, and, or, you know, it'd be so cool because there's like a few different timelines. There's like the Laurie Strode timeline and then like her daughter. And then there's also, there's like the Laurie Strode timeline where she dies and then her daughter goes on. And then there's the Laurie Strode timeline where she lives. And then there is like Season of the Witch and the Rob Zombie movies. And so it'd be fun if it was like choose your own adventure, you know, and it was like this Laurie's timeline, this Laurie timeline, and you can like go through and and like do the different timelines within the franchise. Oh, that'd be cool. I don't know why they haven't done a choose your own adventure kind of thing, because that would get more people. (sighs) Such a fun, because you, you just like keep going through the house, you know? Yeah. Especially if it was kind of like a maze, like if you could take different doors and be like, now you're going to wind up here, go here. Um, But I think it would be neat if they just did like, you know, the back lot is usually a couple of different houses, but I would love if it was just like a really big one that combined like different movies that were all related, like a franchise like that, I think would be so fun. Yeah. I'm sad that it's not happening this year. Yeah, it's one of the things I definitely miss the most. It's like my favorite thing to do on Halloween. Me too. <laughs> <sighs> Next year, there's there's drive-through experiences, which I don't fully understand because part of me is like, well, what if someone gets scared and just like drives into another car? <laughs> yeah, I know you have to like, it's like scenes. So I think you drive through and you have to turn off your car before anything will happen. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, so you don't, like, run over performers. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't, like, is it going to, because in my head I was like, is it going to be, like, a car wash where you just turn it off and you go through? <laughs> yeah, that would be a lot of mechanisms to build, but that would be smart if it just sort of moved you along. You have to put it in neutral. I just think you have to be careful you don't run over, like, several performers, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, I, I want to do it, but I'm nervous. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to try to do one. Um, I want it to be scary though. I've worried that it won't be when I'm in my own car. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, I haven't been quarantined with anyone, so if I do it, I would do it alone, and maybe that would be scary. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, <laughs> you start talking to yourself. I feel like I've talked to myself way more in quarantine. Just be like, yeah, this is scary, huh? Yep, real scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I want to go. Can I go? <laughs> <laughs> Hold my hand. Yeah. <laughs> Just put your hand in your other hand. <laughs> Well, the next one's Werewolves of London, which is a classic. Yeah, that one's a classic um, and also reminds me of Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> yes, totally. Um, <laughs> I like Werewolves of London a lot. It's the song that um, Cedar Point, which is the, the amusement park in Ohio. It's actually the largest amusement park in the world, and I grew up near it. Uh, it's very fun. The Halloween weekends that they do there is like a very big mm. part of my teen and college years. And the beginning of Halloween weekends when they were kind of still feeling out like what it was going to be, they only had this mix that lasted like half an hour to 45 minutes. So if you were in the park for an entire evening, you would hear, I heard, I remember we counted once, we heard Werewolves of London like 16 times. Oh. <laughs> That song specifically is so stuck in my head because of the owls are Ow. so catchy. Yeah. Um, Werewolves of London. It's just <laughs> such a great, it's so, so catchy. And so I wanted to take us out of the like, that's a 70s song and Halloween, you know, came out in 1978. So I wanted to, I kind of did this like fun back and forth of like, um, We've kind of been in the seven, like the cramps are seventies, Nightmare on Elm Street's early eighties, Halloween is seventies, Werewolves of London is seventies, uh, and I like kind of like bouncing like back and forth between them. Yeah, and staying in that decade for a little bit. Um, and then you have Country Death Song. Yes. Is, Do you know the Violent Femmes? I don't. I mean, I've. I've heard of them. <laughs> you brought <laughs> that was a test, and you passed. <laughs> um, you probably know "Blister in the Sun." Probably. That's the their popular song that everybody knows. Uh, when I go walking, I strut my stuff and oh, I'm strung out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's their most. Um, that's their most popular song. I love the Violent Femmes. They're one of my favorite bands, and I really love this song because it's really disturbing and it's yeah. basically the story of a man drowning his daughter um and it, in a well and because of that detail it reminds me of the ring and oh yeah how the main ghost of the ring samara was drowned in a well by her family uh so this was you know decades before uh, country death song i think is from the early 80s um but it has a very similar country vibe as Werewolves of London. Uh, that kind of like, they, they, I think they go together in a fun way, even though it's a much more serious song. Yeah, it definitely gave me like, um, my dad used to listen to a lot of Willie's Roadhouse uh, channel on Sirius XM and it gave me a very Willie's Roadhouse kind of oh. That's like, awesome. That kind of country where it's like that you have like the kind of rock country and then you have like kind of the hillbilly kind of country sound, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for some reason, uh, the Violent Femmes are always, they're like a post-punk band and like a folk, kind of folk punk, I guess, before folk punk was really a thing. So they're like a band that is very much like in the punk, uh, I don't know, family, but their songs are very much twangy. 
like yeah. this. Uh, this song is a lot twangier than some of the others, but I every time I listen, it's on the album, their second album, Hallowed Ground. Every time I listen to this, it's the first track, and it just puts a, like a chill down my spine every time. Um, at the very end, at the very last um, verse is, I led her to a hole, a deep black well. I said, make a wish, make sure and not tell. Uh, close your eyes, dear, and count to seven. Know your papa loves you. Good children go to heaven. And that's just like the end. And I think it is, it's giving me chills now. It's just like such a dark fucking song. Yeah. So this, <laughs> this is one of those, um, this is one of those songs that's not explicitly like a Halloween song, kind of like um, Little Devil or even, I guess a lot of the songs I picked are more like Halloween, but um, I like this one because it's the theme is scary, even though it's not specifically a Halloween song. Yeah. Um, but the next song is a Halloween song because it's called Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, by the Misfits, which is another 70s, 80s horror punk uh, band. And all of their songs have like horror themes. So they're kind of a band that like, if you put a Misfits song on your mix, it's going to be good. But I had to pick Halloween because it's, it's right there. It's too yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> it's Halloween and it's a Halloween mix exactly yeah. and that's that's why i wanted to um that one's like a little more upbeat so it's like i don't know i always try to do like a little bit of downbeat and then go back up again and then down and then up again sort of like a roller coaster yeah um the next one was fun is oingo boingo which i've uh no i mean i know weird science but like um and then i know that it's danny elfman but i've never actually listened to oingo boingo but i think i should yeah, what did you think of this song? I loved it. It was very fun. Yeah, right? Um, Oingo Boingo is great. Kind of like another um, band on the fringe of the punk, the 70s punk movement, more like new wave. But um, they love, I love their songs and they do a lot of horror themed songs also. I like this one a lot because there's a couple of them that are a little more obvious, but I like that no one lives forever kind of going back and forth with like death sort of themes yeah this was just um, like a fun one and it made me want to i mean like i've because i am a danny elfman fan but like mostly his mu movie soundtracks i've never actually gotten into his actual music uh, stuff so i was like oh i should go listen to that <laughs> i feel like that's why it's a good pick too like i did put danny elfman on here as well but i think it's a fun nod even if you don't use any of his themes to put an oingo boingo song on because it's just kind of like winky to like yeah. the halloween spirit yeah and all those um those uh, was a hot topic people who love nightmare before christmas <laughs> Yeah, which I don't believe that Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas is a scary has a scary Christmas movie. I don't consider it a Halloween movie. I don't like watching it at Halloween. Yeah, it makes it's, it definitely has more of a Christmas feel to it. Yeah, because the here's the thing: Christmas movies can be scary. I don't think that Halloween movies can be Christmassy. Yeah. Because intrinsically, it's like a different ho holiday. Whereas, yes, Halloween is its own holiday, but it makes up horror and fear and phobias, and like all these different like icons that can be attributed throughout different types of horror. 
So yeah. it's not the same with Christmas. Christmas stuff really only lives at Christmas time. Yeah. And this movie was uh, inspired by the transition of decorations, the Halloween decorations to Christmas decorations in like a window or something. So it's like, it That's is so a, funny. a post-Halloween movie. Like Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, the time between Halloween, definitely. It's not a, it's not a leading up to and on. It's a post-Halloween movie. <laughs> yes. No, I totally, I agree. I think it's great when you are, I think it's good to have a transition because it can be kind of hard to go from one dark holiday to an upbeat holiday. So it works for that. But if I see Christmas stuff too soon, it makes me irritated. Like, yeah. I can't see Christmas stuff right now. It's not the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And then you have the Wobbling Goblin, which I like. This song it was very, like, fun. And um, I don't know. This one also reminded me of you a lot. Of too. me? Yeah. I don't Thanks. know. Yeah. No, it has, like, a, actually, I, I didn't put the Rosemary Clooney version on, but I love Rosemary Clooney. And uh, this was hers originally, I think, from 1951. Oh. Um, and she's in one of my favorite Christmas movies, White Christmas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She's also George Clooney's favorite person. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, just the name. <laughs> um, yeah, I really, I like this song a lot. I think it's really fun. I think it harkens back to like a childhood vibe, maybe something you listen to in your like elementary school music class. Yeah, it reminded me of like, um, the, I used to demonstrate like it was like a teacher's assistant for ballet classes when I was younger. And um during Halloween time, they for like bar and across the floor work, we would they would play like these like child uh, like uh, Halloween songs. So one was like three little witches fly on broomsticks or something like that. Yes, we did that too. Yeah, yeah. So like it kind of reminded me of that, but it had like a that this song had like a rockabilly kind of vibe to it. Maybe I don't. Yeah, yeah. that's why I picked this one as it sounded like a little more upbeat than the Rosemary Clooney song or version of it. Yeah. Um, but I also I also picked this one because it's like I don't think this is a song that people have heard very often, and I wanted to I put it between two more well known songs. Uh, because I think if you do use well-known songs, it's good to buffer them with less common because that keeps the listener engaged. Yeah, because they're like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. What's this? What's yeah. this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the next song is Season of the Witch, which uh, <laughs> which, which is <laughs> a very classic song. Yeah. It's, it's a season of the yeah, like I absolutely love this song. This is one of those, like I put a spell on you. It's one of my favorites. I never get sick of it. Every time it comes up in a movie, it immediately puts me in that the mood that it wants me to be in. Uh, what Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, the new movie that came out last year, starts with this song. And it just, I was like, I'm in. Yeah, it very, yeah, it's a very mood. It also makes me want to dance around in a in a witchy dress yes this is very much a dancing song so that's the other thing like i think that the last three songs are really upbeat and i was trying to get us into an upbeat place because then it goes into like two punk songs and a metal song yeah um and so this was like meant to get you into that dancing vibe yeah the two pump songs are pet cemetery and then ghouls 
Yeah, so Pet Cemetery, the Ramones were asked to write this song for the movie. Oh, so, really? Yeah, so it's the it's in the it's in the title or the, excuse me, the um, closing credits of the original Mary Lambert late '80s movie, and then. Was- that one good should i I love i love that one yeah i definitely recommend it it's uh the book is so scary and i think the movie does a really great job with the scary beats of it there's definitely you know more i don't think there's ever been like a perfect version of pet cemetery uh the last one that came out last year i thought was really disappointing um i think that there's elements of humor in the story that nobody really knows how to let be funny and the over the overcommittedness to the seriousness of a plot where if you bury people, they come back from the dead. Like, it's just kind of silly. And I wish that there would be a director who could kind of lean into the comedy of it the way that Jordan Peele knows how to lean into comedy in his moments and his movies, which are so deadly serious and scary. Anyways, that's my Pet Cemetery review. I think the new <laughs> one sucks, but I like the old one is like very classic and moody. Yeah, I like horror movies that like one minute you're laughing and the next minute you're like scared. And then like when you there's a moment to laugh again, you're like, am I allowed to laugh? <laughs> you're like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Yeah, I, lo- I mean, that's what I love about horror movies, too, is like a lot of times when I'm scared, I laugh and it just feels. Oh, me too. It feels <laughs> good to have that. I know. I remember I saw Hereditary in the theater. I was like the only one going like, ha, 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 like just trying yeah. to release some tension. Yeah, well, when I saw it, um, I it, well, both of them, I was laughing. Anytime I, anytime I scream, I laugh afterwards. I was like, I can't believe I just screamed. And so then I laugh. And afterwards, I went with my friend Kevin, and he was like, you kept laughing the whole time. And I was like, that's what I do. Yeah, you're like, I have to release this tension. It's too much. Yeah, I'm sure if I was, like, being chased by a scary scary thing, I would just be laughing the whole time. (laughs) That's what I do at haunted houses. I scream, and then I laugh, and I just feel, I love it. I love screaming. It feels great. I want to scream more often. It's just not socially acceptable. Yeah, especially when I'm like home all the time. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I know. I'm like, I can't scream at home because then if something actually happens to me, I will have worn out my neighbor's goodwill. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that I did uh, Ghouls by the Horror Pops, which we already talked about a lot. They're like a a mid-aughts uh, psychobilly band led by a really cool woman who plays the upright bass. It's very fun. All their songs are horror-themed, so I could have used anything from their three albums, but I like this one. I thought it, yeah. I like the name Ghouls, and uh, I like the way it's like kind of a play on words where she's comparing um, like the men in the horror community to monsters, and it's really <laughs> fun. Yeah. Um, and then the next one was Feed My Frankenstein, um, which the whole time I just thought was free your mind. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest will follow. Yeah. Yeah. You're, that's so funny. It does have a similar vibe to that. Um, I love Alice Cooper. I mean, he's another person doing like horror, rock, horror, metal. Like he's such a fun dude. So I had to have an Alice Cooper song on there. Yeah. He seems like a fun person. Yeah. He seems really nice. Like the fact that he's in Wayne's world, he's so good at poking fun of himself. Like I am all about, I'm all about Alice Cooper. Yeah. 
Um, and then we talked about the Adams Groove MC yeah. Hammer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so it's like, again, we did a little nostalgia with Alice Cooper. So I wanted to have a little a 90s. Alice Cooper always makes me think of Wayne's World, even though he's like before the 90s. Um, so yeah, I wanted to go back uh, and kind of live in that nostalgia a little bit. So I did the Adams Groove and then the Beetlejuice theme song yeah. after that. This was great. I love Beetlejuice. I love Danny Elfman. I feel like actually Danny Elfman, uh, his like uh, main title stuff are really good for <laughs> for mixes. Because totally. like if you love the movie, then uh, like this Beetle, like this Beetlejuice song, really just like has the whole movie in there, kind of. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is the main title, so it's like everything. It's basically the whole score that he wrote yeah so it's nice because it's like it's two and a half minutes so it's it's got uh it's long but it's not overwhelming it doesn't like drag the mix down especially after adam's groove is like a four minute song feed my frankenstein is like a five minute song so it's it's fun to kind of go a little bit shorter and i think uh i think a instrumental song is like a great way to sort of be like oh we're transitioning yeah I um one of my best friends made me a road trip mix when I moved here and he put the Pee Wee's uh big adventure song on oh, there. So fun. It was so perfect. And I was like, Oh, Danny Elfman, you 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 go on mixtapes. <laughs> no, he's perfect. He's a he's a perfect composer. I yeah. love I love his work and Beetlejuice is my other like must watch movie during the Halloween season. It's the first movie I always watch on like the first of September. And I usually watch it like 10 or so times, not like sit down and watch it, but I always put it on in the background when I'm doing other things. I love to have it on when I'm decorating. I, it's probably one of those like out of five movies that I could repeat almost every line of dialogue. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a perfect, it's got that perfect humor to it too. It's a perfect it's like, horror comedy. They balance this the scary stuff with the best funny lines. Yeah. And we all relate to um what's her face? Um, Lydia. Lydia, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Especially now that we're all inside all the time. We're kind of more like uh, Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin. We're like stuck in our house. <laughs> There's a sandworm outside. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> And then, of course, you end with I Put a Spell on You, which is, like, one of the most iconic Halloween songs. Yeah, it's not only, like, Screamin' Jay Hawkins is such an amazing performer, and he ends the song in this, like, very, like, chaotic, demon-esque, like, ah, like, sort yeah. of, uh, <laughs> like, screaming, howling, animalistic. It's, like, very cool way to end the soundtrack, I think, or the, the mix. But then also, of course, you know, it was... Uh, not parodied, but um, covered in Hocus Pocus, which is like one of the most classic Halloween yeah. movies of all time. So I like that it has that double duty also. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay, so this is the part of the podcast where I um, suggest songs that I would add to the playlist, but this was difficult because obviously this is a perfect playlist so I didn't oh, want to really thank mess with you. it that means so much to me Rachel thank you when <laughs> I sent it to you I had such high anxiety over it because I, <laughs> I just wanted you to love it so I'm glad you do yeah so I feel bad doing this part but <laughs> this is what I do for everything so I had to okay so first of all the first thing I thought of was 
because also I was trying to be cool. And like one of the cool things that I one of the like, cool things I do know is Ryan Gosling had a band, Dead Man's Bones. Mm-hmm. Um and it was a very Halloweeny. So um, obviously, my favorite of that album was "My Body's a Zombie for You." So Ooh. I would su- suggest that song. Have I you love heard that. it? I haven't. Oh, look it up. Well, you have you listened to the album? I remember listening to it when I heard about it. What was this like ten years ago? Yeah, it was a while ago. <laughs> uh, because I was like obsessed with Ryan Gosling, of course, as uh, is the the law basically if you're attracted to men it's like Ryan Gosling (laughs) uh what's the name of it again my body my body's a zombie for you uh I love that title yeah it's very like um it's like whoa it's like very I don't know like maybe 50s sound 60s yeah 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 I really love I really love the imagery that he plays with in here the, like yeah. my I can't fit in this skin it's worn and useless thin yeah Ooh, it's fun <laughs> it's uh good and it's romantic because I love a zombie for you <laughs> I love no I love a little romance I think that uh a romance and dating and love is can be very scary so it's perfect for Halloween yeah um and then uh the other one I wanted to add just because I love it because my dad would sing it a lot is uh you're the devil in disguise uh, <laughs> Elvis oh my god I love that that's so great too since I have like a lot of rockabilly stuff on the album yeah that's what <sighs> I was thinking I was like it fits the vibe kind of but that then is also- so smart I wouldn't have thought about that at all <laughs> Um, and then, uh, I thought, cause you had a lot of rock and then like, uh, the feet kind of like, you know, punk that, um, heads will roll by the yeah, yeah, yes. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Would be fun. Yeah. Cause that's uh, got that great, um, that horror iconography again. Yeah. Um, and then another one that I was thinking, I listened to this song a lot in high school, I think. Um, Tegan and Sarah walking with a ghost. Oh, I love that song. The, those were my four suggestions. That's such a sad song. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, that's good though. I like that. All right, cool. I'm going to uh, do a new mix with the, your suggestions. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I love these. I want to make. I have a couple other ones that I've been making. Um, Oh, I had, well, I had more because on um, almost all of my Halloween mixes, I know it's overplayed, but like Monster Mash. (laughs) Oh, I fucking love the Monster Mash. I took it off mine because I was like, oh, we don't need to talk about the Monster Mash, but I never get sick of it. I think it's a fucking perfect song. It's the best. It's so funny. I always think it's funny. Like it's one of those bits that I'm like, great. I'm on board. (laughs) Yeah. I have a friend, Patrick in New York, who also loves Halloween. So I feel like he would love your podcast and I should, I'm going to text him about it. Uh, But he also made me, cause I, when I was moving here, I asked everyone to make me mixtapes for the drive and he made me, (laughs) he made me one and he put monster mash on it. Cause it's like his favorite song or one of his favorite songs. And I was like, yeah, I can listen to this all year round. (laughs) Yes. It's a really upbeat song yeah <laughs> um and then the other funny one that um werewolf bar mitzvah bar mitzvah is a funny song for halloween 
I don't know that one. Oh, it's from 30 Rock. Tracy Morgan sings Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. Spooky, scary. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Boys becoming men. Men becoming wolves. (laughs) (laughs) Men becoming wolves. It's just it, it felt it felt like it fit that Adam's groove um vibe. You yes. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and then the fresh prince vibe, you know. That's smart. No, I love that. But yeah, those were my suggestions for the playlist. But uh, I love them so much. Like I really they're really good suggestions. You don't have to feel like you uh I, at first it felt like you were almost apologizing for them before you even told me them, but I love all of them. Okay, good. Plus, we came up with a new one together, Scary by Britney. Oh, yeah, Scary by Britney. <laughs> Which really should that. be a perfume, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, her song Perfume is uh, is an advertisement for her perfume. <laughs> <laughs> she's really done it all. Yeah, she's perfect. I love her. Um, me too. Um, okay, where can people find you? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LTB Comedy. And I'm doing a, I just launched my Halloween podcast. It's called It's Always Halloween. And it's a year round podcast because I think about Halloween all year round. (laughs) Uh, And it's a history comedy podcast. It's just me uh, doing a deep dive into a different like Halloween adjacent topic every week. And they're bite-sized episodes. So if you have a low attention span or you're with kids it's also family friendly you know they're like 10 to 15 minute episodes not like an hour and a half of you know chatting which is great because that's what we're doing but yeah. for people who aren't as into that it's it's perfect for a little short short experience yeah i love it i was listening to one the other day while i was washing my dishes so ah, amazing yeah. thank you <laughs> it was like perfect um well, thank you so much for making this mix. Um, and You're I'll so put welcome. A, I'll put a link out for people to listen to it, too, because I'm sure people will definitely want to listen to it uh, right now during this time of year. <laughs> please, 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 please listen to it. Let me know what you think. Yeah. Um, well, thanks again. Thank you for having me. It was really nice to uh, get to connect over the thing that we both love so much and like each other's season a little spookier and more moody with our song choices. Yeah. And I learned a lot. (laughs) Yay. Good. I hope I wasn't too pedantic about it. I just have so much fun thinking about it and putting them together. Yeah, no, I loved it. And now I have a list of things that I got to go check out. Good. Too. Yeah. I think you, if you liked that cramp song, I think you'll like all their, all their songs. And yeah, I'm gonna go the Misfits are a little heavier, but they, again, they do all like horror type music. So they're great. You can listen to the whole bands. <laughs> and um, thanks for listening. Um, th- th- this has been The Mix. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This is The Mix. This is the mix. This is the mix. This is.